Praise be to God. God uh, just gave the word. I'm going to give you the passage, Bible portion. We're going to go into the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, and I'm going to read from verse, one on words, and we'll see how the Lord is going to speak to us this night. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Daniel chapter 6. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. Over these, three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. The king would suffer no loss. I'm going to stop here for a second. As the Lord spoke to us on Sunday, if you would remember, how Joseph was the trustworthy um, young uh, man, very young. He was very trustworthy. There was this notable character in Joseph, which God saw. And out of all his brothers, God's favor went upon Joseph because Joseph had that which God was looking for. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do you have that which God is looking for? Do you have that which God is looking for? The eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro. What is he looking for? He's looking for this one quality. He's looking to see whose hearts are loyal towards him. He's not looking for people pleasers. He's not looking for people who say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'll die for you. Lord, I'll give everything to you. These are people who just talk with their lips. But their hearts are not knit together with Jesus Christ. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. God is looking for something that is rare. God is looking for something that is very rare. Very rare. It's a sad thing to even hear that. To this God who's so awesome. To this God who's love himself. To this God who's strength himself. To this God who has everything in the palm of his hands. He has to search for those who are loyal towards him. God is to search Look through the face of the earth to find this rare treasure. Move this, move this, move this, move this, move this. His eyes are scanning, his eyes are scanning. Looking for this rare treasure. 
among all the human beings, God searches for rare treasure. God is looking for rare treasure. He's looking for those whose hearts are loyal towards him. Those whose hearts are loyal towards him. And we saw certain qualities on Sunday, which the Holy Spirit highlighted and brought before us from the life of Joseph. How God saw Joseph's heart, which was loyal, and out of all his family members, God handpicked Joseph, his favor went, just like with Mary, who was a young virgin. Out of all the virgins there, God's favor went upon Mary. Why? Why? Because when he was looking for loyalty, he was able to find Mary. Faithful among the faithful. That means from the various degrees of faithfulness. Some people be faithful to God here, unfaithful there, faithful there, unfaithful here. Moses was faithful in all his household. That's who Moses was, whatever he did. His heart was 100% loyal towards God. How is your heart? How are you in your walk with God? How is your relationship with God? Are you a talker? Are you someone who just talks? Or your heart agrees with everything. It is agrees. That means when God looks at it, what you say is exactly what is in your heart. You know, when you look at jewelry, there are a lot of imitations that are there. Fake pearls and fake gold and, you know, something that looks like expensive, which you can just get it for $10, $15 outside. If you look at real diamond, a real ruby, genuine one, they are, they are very expensive. Many Christians are like the fake jewelry. Any of them. Imitation pearls. God is not collecting imitation jewelry. Mark this down. Heaven will not have imitation. God forms genuine jewels. God forms genuine gems. God is looking for that which is real. Are you real? Are you real? Is your walk with God real? Is your heart real? Your fellowship with God, is it real? The Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. Joseph was real. Daniel was real. Abraham was real. Be real. Let your heart be loyal to God. Unwavering loyalty to God equals unwavering faith in God equals faith. That's what faith is. We can say, that, well, I believe in God. I have faith. And who said I have unbelief? And you can say everything. But you know what? God just looks right through it. He can just see every bit of it. So our talk and our confession really be nothing before God if it doesn't go in line with what God sees deep inside. His eyes just 
scans everything, just goes through everything. You know, certain imaging, you know, cardiac imaging will sh- will show certain things. You know, echocardiogram shows certain things, but not everything. Then, you know, you have other things where they use the eye to see the image even clearer. Then, even with that, there are certain minute things and blockages that are not seen. And they have other technologies. Even with that, doctors miss because technology is not God. It's not 100% foolproof. But the eyes of God can scan through everything, every chamber, hidden and not hidden. Whatever is underneath every cell, Everything that is in our heart is exposed before God. Nothing that is hidden that will not be revealed, says God's word. Nothing. It's all revealed before God. It's revealed before God. What is God looking for? He's looking for one thing. Can I find someone who will be loyal towards me and who is loyal towards me? He can see the end from the beginning. He'll know. Will you be that person? Will you have that distinct fragrance? As soon as God enters there. You know, when you enter into certain gardens, there are certain flowers will have very distinct flavor. This will look pretty, that'll look pretty, and that'll have this color. And this, but certain ones will look not only pretty, but it'll have like a very distinct, strong perfume. Even after you get past a certain distance, you'll still have that fragrance. Unique flowers. Loyal hearts are treasures, rare treasures. God looks for those treasures. God says, when he comes back, he'll come to collect his gems, his gemstones, his treasures. And on that day, those treasures that God collects, he will spare them. As a father will pity his children and spare them, God will spare those rare treasures because they are his treasures. They are his treasures. They are his treasures. Now, here you look at Daniel. In this earthly realm, The king is looking for someone who will be loyal to him. Then he can entrust his kingdom into their care. That he would suffer no loss. Can God trust you? Will his kingdom suffer no loss because of you? Can God trust you? To entrust his kingdom into his hand, into your hands so that his kingdom won't suffer any loss. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. That means you should care about his kingdom. Not say, well, I'm excited today and tomorrow it's all about me. The day after tomorrow it's all about me and the next 10 days is all about me. And then one fine morning it's, I'll care about the kingdom of God. And then the next 14 days is all about me. 
his kingdom will suffer loss if he gives it into your hands. And do you think he will give it? No. He's wise. God is very wise. He will make no mistakes. So when you look at, why can't I do ministry? Why can't I have this? Why can't I? Well, you can't. That's why. You have not been given. That's the truth. If you are trustworthy, if your heart is loyal towards God, if he sees that his kingdom will suffer no loss, then he will handpick you to entrust that which is important, priceless and precious into your hands so that his kingdom won't suffer loss. How many of you have a heart for God, true heart for God? And how many of you can say that, well, I know God will trust me and he will entrust his kingdom into my hands because I'm so trustworthy. Do you know yourself first? Many, many times there is a false a sense of illusion, I should say. False sense of one's own self. Where they think that, well, I can do this. Why can't I do this? Obviously, if it's not been given, that means you can't do it. That's how you just see. No parent will give a five-year-old or even a ten-year-old their car keys and say, you feel so confident, honey? Based on your confidence level, I can trust you. And you see me drive all the time. And you say that you can. I trust you. I don't want to break your heart. You think that mommy and daddy, we're not trusting you. We trust you. I want to show you how much we trust you. Here you go. Have my car keys. We'll say those parents are cuckoo parents. Nobody in their right mind will do that. Whether you think that we love you or not. Whether we think that we are hurting you or not. At that point, a good parent will say, I don't care what you think. I care about your life. I will not give you my car keys. That's a good parent. That's a parent who is in his or her right mind. That's a basic thing any parent would do. That's a goddess. And that's our true servants of God will be. They're not here to please anyone. They're not here to make you feel comfortable to do whatever you want to do. I'll make you feel comfortable and make you feel happy and I'll give you what you want to hear and send you straight to hell. Now well, that's not a real parent, sir. God is speaking to her today. Don't have a false sense of yourself. Don't think high of yourself that God assessed you. Don't think you can handle something if God is not given. Obviously, you can't. That's how you really know. You need to understand that. If God wants to place you somewhere, you need to be trustworthy, loyal to God. For he would say that, I can put you here because I know my kingdom would suffer no loss. Will his kingdom suffer no loss because of you? Because of your mannerisms? Because of the way you conduct yourself? That no one will be hindered? Because of the way that you love God? That you're so sold out to Jesus that 
me, myself, and I, and what people think about me, and where I am, and look at me, and all those things are not even there. It should not be there. As long as it's there, God will not be there. Because that's something that God just abhors. It's like vomit to God. Anytime we say that, well, um, I'm this, and my feelings, and I feel hurt, and and I want this, and I want that. When that I is just standing, it's just gross, and it's nauseating to God. Because that's the trait of Lucifer. The first thing that must happen to any believer foundational at the foundational level is that I has to be gone out of their lives. If any man would desire to come after me, Jesus said, if any man would really have the desire to come after Jesus Christ, he says, let the dead bury the dead. You put yourself to death. Take that cross and follow me. There's no place for I in God's kingdom. There's no place for, oh, what others will think about me in God's kingdom. That's an abomination to God. What does God think about you? That's all matters. The eyes of the Lord, they're looking at you. Is he finding your heart to be loyal towards him? Is God seeing loyalty for him in your heart? Is he? This king was able to choose Daniel. Because he found Daniel is trustworthy. His heart is loyal towards his king. And that his kingdom can be safe in his hands that the king will suffer no loss how about you how about you can God trust you do you have loyalty towards God can God's servants trust you do you have loyalty towards God's servants that God has placed are you dependable are you faithful When you look at this, verse 2, over the province, the whole kingdom that's there, certain people are selected and over them you have these three important people and and he was actually going to move to actually make Daniel even on top of that. Think about how loyal Daniel was to God and to the king that God had placed. That he was able to represent God over there because he was so loyal to the king that God had placed and there's some people say, well, I'm so loyal to God, but I won't be loyal to the king. Well, then God can't use you there. Because if you are loyal to God, his nature will flow through you wherever you are. Loyalty is not just saying that, well, I salute the king and uh, you know what? You know, I won't steal. No, no, no. True loyalty will be doing whatever you're told to do. Loyalty is the king will know once I tell them to do something, it'll be done. Loyalty is once I'm told to do something, it'll be done. Dependable, trustworthy. Loyalty is whatever the king says will take priority over everything else. That's what loyalty is. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. That's what loyalty is. If we want God to use you, if you want God to do something in you and through you, then he will look for this one nature, which is loyalty. Loyalty is not just a fancy word or a fancy term. 
Loyalty is not saying that my heart is always loyal to you. I love you. I need you. Or even if the world may fall apart, I will never let you go. We can sing all those things. Nice songs. Is it true in your life? How many times have you sung that song? Oh, my savior, my closest friend. Is he your closest friend? I will worship you until the very end. If you can't even do it now. When something goes wrong, that face becomes long. And all of a sudden, everything changes. Somebody sees you, they'll think, oh, do you have the Holy Spirit or the evil spirit inside of you? Who are you? Are you a believer? Can we see Jesus in you? Because we see the devil in you right now. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Loyalty is something that God looks for. Loyalty is something that God looks for. If any man would desire, if you even say, that, oh, I want to serve God. Oh, really? If you really want to serve God, do what you need to do. If you really want to serve God, do what you need to do. The first thing you need to do is say yes to the Lord in everything. That means you say no to yourself. If you're going to go to the army, you can say, well, I want to take my puppy with me. My puppy is so close to me. Well, I want to take my kitten with me because I can't live without my kitten. They say, stay home. Well, I want to take my whole family there. Stay home. Well, I'm used to getting up late. I'm not a morning person, you see. Stay home. Well, I'm used to eating all these junk foods and, and this how I'll be and you know what? I don't like to work out. Stay home. Well, you know what? I'm my own person. I will not listen to anyone. Stay home. If you want to be part of an earthly army, now first what you have to do, deny yourself. You leave everything behind. And then you do what? You go over there where you are going to be trained. And what are you going to do? You do whatever you are told to do. At that time, you don't say, well, I have my own mind and I know what to do. Well, Sergeant, you may, you may be, you know, older than me or you may have more experience than me, but you know what? I also know these things. I've watched movies all these years and I've, you know, read about war and I can talk about this war. And I can talk about that war. And you know what? I know all the strategies and I've read about the captains and I've read about different army commanders and, I, and all the, you know what? I don't think you know as much as I do. Well, why should I do everything you tell me to? I don't have to. You do what you do. I do what I do, but I will still be a soldier here. Out. Not fit. Those who want to do their own thing are not fit to be in the army of God. You can't even be in any earthly army. Being a soldier is coming under the authority that is in place over them. When the subjection to the authority that is given is not there, then you are out. God is speaking to our hearts today. Just wondering, doing, doing one's own thing will make you disqualified in the army of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want to be in the army of God, if you want God to place you where you need to be, then you have to say yes to God. And wherever God places you, you need to learn to be under. You need to learn to be under. That means learn to give yourself to 
God-given authority God has placed over you. Those who have trouble with God-given authority God has placed over them. They have trouble with God himself. Because the authority that God places is from him. When you reject that, you're rejecting God himself. We need to have this ingrained in our minds and in our spirits because if there's a problem here, you have a deep problem at the foundation level. I mean, if your foundation is not right, if your foundation is cracked in your house, then that house is not going to last. If there's a problem in building the foundation, then whatever you build on is going to fall down. God is speaking to our hearts today. The earthly king was able to trust Daniel because Daniel was someone who was trustworthy. How? Whatever the king said, he did it. He didn't play king. He didn't say, well, you're new here. I've been here. And how many ever king changes, you know, how many ever kingdoms change and how many ever kings change, whatever it may be. I've been here seeing all kingdoms change and kings change and you guys are new and I know everything. God wouldn't have used Daniel if he would have had that attitude. Daniel was a person who was dominated by the spirit of God in the earthly realm. He knew how to be subject, how to be loyal to his earthly king. And God was able to use him in the earthly realm because of his loyalty towards God. And he was loyal to the king that God placed over him. This principle is very important. If we overestimate ourselves and think that, well, I know. What? I know more than you. You may be king, but I know more than you. You know, it's like some... um Teenage kids. I won't say that it's for all teenage kids. You know, sometimes parents give into the demonic psychology. Demonic psychology. I won't say it again. Demonic psychology, which says that once a child gets into his teens, he basically gets possessed with a defiant spirit where when God made them, he put some demons in their hormones, you see. So when they turn 12 or 13, all of a sudden, they start acting wacky. Blame it on the hormones. Who gave the hormones? Satan? God gave those hormones. So demonic. Justify every evil behavior. You let the devil run loose in your house. He'll take over everything. He'll take over your wife. He'll take over your husband. He'll take over your kids. He'll take over everything in your house. And dare not blame God for it. Every time you blame the hormones and teenage and puberty, you're blaming God Almighty. Remember that. There are plenty of godly teenagers who live a godly life without a spot or a wrinkle. Plenty. There are a handful of gems among that which is defiled out there. We have to be very careful not to give ourselves over to Luciferian theology. Satan has just polluted everything. And because parents didn't do their job, because churches didn't do their job, now you buy demonic theology and what do you say? Oh, hormones. This is God programmed every kid when you get 12 or 13, 
I'm going to send defiant spirit, angry spirit, spirits that will say, I will not listen because I have my own mind. There are plenty of children who obey their parents. Those are the children who obey God. There are plenty of children who honor their parents. They honor God. When you honor God-given authority and obey God-given authority, you're obeying God, you're obeying God, and you're honoring God himself. If you don't drill that concept in your children today, they will grow up like little demons as they grow. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't blame God for sin. Don't blame God for wrong choices. Don't buy the worldly philosophy that comes from the prince of this world, the God of this world, Lucifer. Be very careful. God is speaking to our hearts today. Joseph was a young man without a spot or wrinkle. Daniel was young when he came to Babylon without a spot or wrinkle. Isaac, too, was a young man without a spot or a wrinkle. Many people in God's word, they were there without spot and without wrinkles. God is looking for people like that. Those whose hearts are loyal towards them. That means whatever God says they will do and whatever godly authority God has placed over them, that will take priority over everything. They will learn to say yes to whatever God tells them to do. Give themselves over to the God-given authority so that God can use them. And that's what happened to Daniel. Because Daniel was loyal to God. God was able to please him there. And the heathen king knew that this man is dependable. When I tell him to do something, he'll get the job done. When I tell him to do something, I know that. He will never betray me. When I tell him to do something, he will do it exactly the way I tell him to do it. He's never going to say, well, the king said this. What the king said is good, but you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to modify that and I'm going to make it better and I'm going to enhance it. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. What the king says has to be executed exactly the way the king said. Those are the people the king will draft. When we think that we know better, we're in for some deep trouble. No one who go into the army, no one who goes into the army, no one who says, I have given my stuff over to the training. I won't listen to the commander. I'll do some of what he says and the rest I'll do my own. We'll be allowed to continue. It'll be taken out. Self has to die fully. Me, myself, and I, and what I think, and I know my two cents and my three cents and my five cents need to be burned down to ashes. Giving ourselves over to God 100%. And the correction and the training that God has is what going to make you and mold you into what God wants you to be. But we need to be people who are loyal towards God. I'm going to finish up as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. I really want you to read the scripture, even if you just have to read this one verse over and over and over and over again and say, Lord, instill this in my heart. That I may become a loyal person. No matter how loyal you may think you are. God's eyes, when it goes into your heart, 
how much of the loyalty will God see? How much? How much? How much? Will he be able to trust you? Will the king be able to say that I will suffer no loss if I place this person here so that more work can get done? Well, I won't show up today because I don't feel like well, I'm excited, I'll do this, and when I feel down, I won't do this, and I'm up today and down tomorrow, and tomorrow, I don't know if I'll be up or down, so you can't be trusted. Trustworthy people are people who are there regardless of how they feel, regardless of how they feel. And trustworthy people have this at the foundational level. And I'm here to do what I'm told to do. I won't add to it and I won't delete from it. These are certain qualities that the Spirit of God is highlighting at this hour. What does it mean to be loyal? What does it mean to be trustworthy? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean that the king will suffer no loss? What does it mean? It means whatever the king says, just do it and do it right away. God is speaking to our hearts this night. Over all these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself about the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. The king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. When God's excellent spirit is there, that humility and that yieldedness will automatically will be there. So whatever God says and whomever God has placed about that resistance won't be there. And that spirit of God, excellent spirit is not like, okay, I have an excellent spirit so I can, you know, get things done. I can organize and I can do this and I can do that. And, you know, I can sing well or I can, and I can, you know, have a party, you know, I can arrange this and I can, I can have a team meeting here or I can have a group thing there. I can do all these things. And that's because I have an excellent, I mean, anyone, even a person who don't have the spirit of God can do these things. That's the truth. That's the truth. How do businesses function? It's a shameful thing when churches try to copy business strategies and try to use some scriptures and copy it from them. Why? Because the Spirit of God is actually not leading them at all. They sit and they try to get leadership qualities and leadership principles from who? Secular people. And they try to use that. They come up with nice terms. God is speaking to our hearts today. When the church loses its vision, when the church loses its light, that's when it sits in the dark and still tries to pretend that it has light. Once the vision is gone, sitting and pretending that I can see, I can see, I can see, I can see, based on what I saw before I can just describe is utter foolishness. God is speaking to a heart today. Be real. If you don't have it, say I don't have it. And ask for it. That's when you will have it. Pride is the platform for destruction. God is speaking to our hearts today. Daniel had this excellent spirit. And what spirit was it? His spirit was loyal to God. That means I will not compromise the truth. 
of God. My heart will be loyal towards God. And that excellent spirit caused him to be loyal towards his king in a godly way. That his influence made an impact in the kingdom. That the king knew that he can rely on him more than anyone else in that kingdom. Because of the spirit of God. He had this humble spirit that he was able to do whatever the king asked him to do. Obedience and submission will come when we walk with God. Obedience and submission, 100% obedience and 100% submission to God and God-given authority that God has placed over our lives will become a natural thing when we walk with God because that's what the excellent spirit will produce. Excellent spirit will produce humility, Christ-like humility. Excellent spirit from God will produce Christ-like humility. That's what Jesus had. He humbled himself all the way to the depth of the cross. He humbled himself. He fulfilled the mission of his father. When he was young, until he was 30 years old, he was subject, he was subject to his parents that God had placed over him. God given authority, God placed. What did that excellent spirit that was in Jesus cause him to do? Humble himself and give himself over to the God given authority God had placed over him. That's when God entrusted the ministry into his hands. 30 years. He only ministered for three and a half years. 30 years he was subject to his parents. And three and a half years of ministry was so powerful. You know why? Because he obeyed. He obeyed. 30 years he obeyed his earthly parents that God had placed over him. And three and a half years he obeyed the God of heaven, his heavenly father, once God moved him out. 30 years. 30 years. That's why even on the cross, he was there. He looked at his mother. He remembered. As the earthly son and the son of God, his heart was loyal to God and to the earthly mother that God had placed over his life. He said, I want to make sure that I will have John take over you. That he will be there in my place. Even though he was preaching and teaching and all those things, look at the heart of Jesus Christ for his mother. How much he would have prayed for her. How much love he had. You see that on the cross. He didn't say, well, you have other sons, uh, mom, and so I don't have to do any of these things. And my vision is only heaven and, and the kingdom of God. And I spoke that to my disciples and I don't have to say anything to Mary here. No, no, no. At the cross, one of his important tasks was to make sure even though Mary had sons and daughters. Jesus said, I'm loyal to this earthly mother God has put. I want to make sure that she's taken care of. I want to make sure that she's taken care of. And he just didn't give her over to anyone there. No, he gave her over to his most loyal disciple, John. The only one, only man who came and stood there at the foot of the cross. He said, You're dependable, John. You're dependable, John. I'm giving you this treasure. This highly favored woman of God. Handpicked by God to bring me into this world. I'm giving her into your hands, John. And who's John? Beloved of God. 
Someone who proved himself to be loyal to God, loyal to Jesus Christ, who came to the foot of the cross and stood over there. God will entrust his priceless treasures and his priceless things only to those whose hearts are loyal towards him. Those who know how to obey. He knew that John will do whatever Jesus told him to do. He said, I can trust John with my mother. God is speaking to our hearts today. Daniel was loyal to God. He was loyal to his king. God used him in the kingdom. The king used him in his kingdom. God was able to trust him. The king was able to trust him. And God was able to use Daniel to touch the heart of the king and the entire kingdom through the life of Daniel because Daniel was loyal to God. How loyal are you? We can have a lot of desires and look at this person. Oh, that person is doing this. I can do this too. This person, I can do this too. He is doing, I can do this too. She is doing, I can do this too. I want to do this. We can have all kinds of ambitions and all kinds of desires. But you know what? It'll be like empty shells. Empty shells. You know, there are some birds, female birds, when they're by themselves, they lay empty eggs. Nothing in there, just empty eggs. Many people's desires are like the empty shells, empty eggs, no content in it. Why? Because they don't have the character for it. God is speaking to your hearts today. If you want to have that character, you have to lean on Jesus. If you want to have that character, you have to leave everything behind that is not of God. You need to learn and do it. You might have heard this a thousand times here. I mean, we've taught this many, many times through the Spirit of God. What it means to truly crucify the flesh. What it means to truly deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. It's a very deep subject. We've laid the foundations for that. Let the foundations become the foundation of your life. Let it become the foundation of your life and for your life. God is speaking to the hearts today. Take this to heart. You don't want to be someone who has empty eggs. Well, that equals the fig tree that Jesus saw. It had lots of leaves, but not a single fruit. Empty. Empty. Do you want to be empty? Or do you want to be productive? Which is fullness. In order to become productive and in order to be full, you need to receive from God. In order to receive from God, you have to empty yourself. In order to empty yourself, you need to see what needs to be emptied and throw it out. And that's what the Lord spoke to us in the beginning of this month. Make room. You want God to fill you? Make room. If you say that, well, I've made room already. And you say that you've emptied yourself and God sees there are a lot of stuff in there. He says, I can't pour any more. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do what you need to do. Be thorough. Be honest. If you're not thoroughly honest, then you cannot be thorough in your emptying. God is speaking at this hour. If you're not thoroughly honest with yourself, you cannot be thorough in your emptying of whatever you need to empty yourself so that God can fill you. It takes character. 
to become trustworthy. In order to have the character to be trustworthy, you need to be someone who will abandon the me and myself and I. Self-image is something that will stand between you and God because it's God's enemy. If we care about our image, then we're actually destroying ourselves. You need to care about what God cares about. How you look to God is what matters. How you look to God is the only thing that matters. And if you know that God is looking, that his eyes are scanning, and he sees if your heart is loyal to God, that means you know, there's some people say, I'm humble before God and, you know, my God, my, my God knows my heart and, you know, I love God and he sees me and he knows me. But, you know, I have a lot of problems with humbling myself before man and I have a lot of problems with obeying, you know, my parents and my spiritual authorities that God has given. I have a lot of problems in all these areas. But you know what? God knows my heart, how much I love him. Well, he really does. You're just fooling yourself. If you really love God, then you will really do what God has told you to do. Honor your father and mother. If you really love God, you will keep his commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. And love the people of God the way God loves you. That's even more than loving the neighbors yourself. So saying that God knows my heart is a terrible thing. Understand, people say that God knows my heart. Oh, he does. He really does. And when we think that, oh, he knows my heart and I know him and, and say all these things, we're actually putting ourselves in a very dangerous position because by our own words, we shall be judged and our own words will condemn us. Yes, God knows our hearts. And that's why, according to what we have done in our bodies. And whatever proceeds out of our hearts, we will be justified. Or we'll be condemned. Yes, God knows our hearts. Next time when you try to say God knows my heart, always be very careful and be afraid to even say it. Your heart must be loyal towards God. Your words must match what's inside. You need to be someone who truly have the character, God's character, which is humility. To be everything that God has called you to be. To be like this Daniel. No show. That's who Daniel was. No scene. Hey, I am Daniel, the beloved of God. And do you know who I am in uh, Babylon? And I'm like, you know, as he walks, he's walking. I'm one among the three. No, that's not who Daniel was. Daniel was somebody who was loyal to God. Daniel was somebody who loved God clothed himself with humility. Then it was somebody who went and did what he had to do and come home. And his eyes were upon God because he was so full of the spirit of God and the excellent spirit caused him to walk in humility. The excellent spirit caused him to deny himself. And so that denying himself even was not even something that he thought that, you know, it's something that he had to do and it's a big sacrifice. You know, no, no, no. It's such love for God and such loyalty for God. When the king said that, 
oh my God, I made this huge mistake of signing this law and what am I going to do? And he's like all frustrated and Daniel hears about this new law. He was not even concerned and say, oh God of heaven, you see how loyal I was to you? And a lot of Christians are like that. Oh, you see what all the things I did, how much tithes I gave and how much offering I gave. Yeah, there are people who count count all their pennies and the nickels and how much they gave and and they keep all those things yeah you know, as a record before God. Always remember what you give to God can never never come close to what God has done for you and can never come close to even telling God that I say thank you. Because God has done so much and He owns everything in this world and our puny little thing that goes up to me thinks that it makes up everything for him that he's lacking. Daniel was not such a person. Daniel didn't go and cry and say, Oh Lord, you see that? You see my heart and how I'm today. I know that you put me in this place and now these people are trying to kill me. But how come you let this law come, Lord? What is going to happen to me tomorrow? And after that, Daniel was no more to be found. He was hidden under his bed. No. No. He was someone who did not love his life unto death. He was someone who did not care about himself. It wasn't even a worry. He didn't even worry about himself. If you look at his prayer, he opened his windows and he worshipped the Lord and he prayed as he always prayed. There was nothing like no dramatic drama and crying and saying, Oh, see my state, oh Lord, and I am going to be put to death. And it's all for your namesake. And see, I'm in exile here. Why don't you just take me back over there? All these people are trying to kill me over here. Oh God. And tomorrow these lions are waiting for me. I don't know what to do. Where can I go and hide? And no, Daniel was a person who had faith in God and who did not even think about himself. He just went and worshiped God. He knew he was a man of faith. He said, God had a plan for me. He has a plan for me. And it's his plan is for me to glorify him. He wants me to live to glorify him. I'm going to be there. If he says, your job is over, come home, I'll be gone. He was someone who did not worry about himself. Me, myself, and I is absent in Daniel's life. You look at Daniel's prayer, if you look at Daniel's life. Absent. Loyalty to God is void of me, myself, and I. The first step, the basic thing, the basic thing, it's not like the height of uh, Christianity, no. It's the basic thing, the foundational thing. If you want to have a proper foundation that is laid, and when the storm comes, you want your house to stand, you know what needs to be there? Depth to self, self-denial. Don't go and say, Pastor Kirby said to kill myself, no. Depth to whatever the flesh that opposes God is there. Death to me, myself, and I. That means doing God's will. If any man is in Christ, underline, circle, highlight the word in Christ. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become. You know, a lot of people are so happy about this. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Who is that new you? Me, myself, and I is not that. That's the new you. If anyone is in Christ, a new creation. This new creation now is hidden in Christ. Now the life that I live, I live of the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Why? I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives. No longer. No more. That I is gone. 
it's dead, gone. When you're baptized, it's over, it's gone. If you claim yourself to be a Christian and you still are struggling within me, myself and I, I have to ask you this question. Did you really die to yourself? Did you really die to yourself? Are you crucified with Christ? If not, Jesus is not seen and heard in your life. Are you really dead to your old nature? If not, Christ is not there. Are you really dead to yourself? If not, Christ is not reigning over your mortal bodies. Have you given yourself over fully, wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ in all areas of your life? If not, whatever area that you have not given over to Jesus Christ has a big seat for Lucifer to sit. From there, he will control the rest of your life. From there. That's all. Samson lost everything. One place. One place was there. What was it? Me. I will do what I want to do. I'll go where I want to go. I have God too. I can do all these things. Look what I did yesterday to the Philistines and look what I did yesterday to this guy. Look what I did yesterday and all these things. And but you know what? Yesterday's thing couldn't go into the very anointing of God that was upon him became his judge. What God has given into your hands will become your judge. Whatever you receive from God will judge you. You're accountable for it. Be very careful. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is speaking to our hearts today. Being loyal to God is not simply talking about it. Being loyal to God is not saying, Oh, I love Jesus so much, I will even die for him. God will say, Oh, you liar, close your mouth. You can't even live for me now. You're saying you're going to die? You can't even die to self over here. What in the world are you talking about? You're lying to me in my presence? That's what God will say. Be real. Daniel was real. Be real. Be someone who will. You know when God looks at you? Be that gem. Be that someone whom God will say. And God will say, I feel so happy. Every time I see this face, I feel so happy. Every time I hear this voice, I feel so happy. You know why? Because I can trust him. I can trust her. When important things come, I call this person. And I tell them, do this because I know you'll do it. Exactly the way I tell you to do. No addition, no subtraction. It's no my input, my thought, and me. I know what I'm doing. That me, myself, and I is gone. So much in love with Jesus. Jesus has consumed everything. There's no room for anything else. God is speaking to our hearts today. How loyal are you to God? Have you gotten past the first criteria that Jesus has laid? For every single person who'd say that I desire to follow Jesus? Have you met that criteria? Have you met that criteria? Only to such people, a cross will be given. Have you met that criteria? God is speaking to our hearts today. Take it very seriously. We're in the presence of God at this hour. 
as we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Is in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Surrender wholeheartedly to God at this hour. Let the dead bury the dead. You follow Jesus. Deny yourself and follow Jesus. Deny yourself and follow Jesus. Because you cannot have self and Jesus. Your self is there, Satan will be there. Your self is absent and Christ is dead and Christ will be the Lord of your life. Now the life that I live, it's by the faith of the Son of God. How did that faith come from the Son of God? How did that transfer happen? All because it's no more I live. No longer I'm alive. It's gone. It's all gone. And all I have is Jesus. And that's why I have the faith of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for your word that you have given to your people at this hour. Lord, you have spoken and we have heard. You've been so good to us. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this one life that you've given to us. It is so dear to you. And Lord, we thank you for this great opportunity that you've given to us. That we can completely hide ourselves anew. By losing our lives on this side of eternity. So that we can gain it. Because when we hide ourselves anew, you keep our lives. You keep our souls. You, you're the keeper of our spirits. You're the keeper of our bodies. You keep us together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Those who live for self-preservation, those who live to preserve that self, will lose Jesus. We'll lose heaven. We'll lose everything. We'll become ultimate losers. But those who lose themselves in Christ will gain everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us this principle. Thank you for showing us this principle by living it out while you are on the face of the earth. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for this godly Bible character that you have placed before us, Daniel. Thank you for his fragrance that is bringing life to your people, even to this day. Thank you, Lord, for this great man of God who lived in this world by letting you live through him. And nothing of his past, nothing of his old nature, nothing of anything that was from the flesh was seen in him. He was a man who pleased God in all things, a young man who kept him undefiled, a young man who lived a pure life. Thank you, Father. A trustworthy, loyal person that your eyes found out of all the people. You raise him up so that he can show you to this world. Thank you, Lord. To this mighty man of God, a prophet of God, you showed him great mysteries and even about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will transform every single person here. 
to know the value of humility, to know the value of following you, following your word, obeying you, what it means to obey you and the God-given authorities that you have placed over their lives, what it truly means to honor you, how to truly live an honorable life, what it truly means to follow you, what it truly means to be loyal to you. I pray that you will continue to take this word that you've given this night. Take it even deeper into these spirits, Father. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, as you serve in standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this night. With this word that you have blessed from heaven, that this word may begin to work in a mighty way, then each and every single person who is here may become worthy vessels of honor, that each may carry a distinct fragrance from heaven, that anything that is not of you may be completely wiped away and out of their lives, and that self be totally gone that they may live only for you. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good Jesus. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.